Welcome to another episode of Inside Startup Investing. As always, I am your host, Chris Lestrino, founder and CEO of King's Crowd. Inside Startup Investing is a number one podcast for learning about the best startups and investors in the online private markets. If you are a startup investor, this is a show for you. This podcast is powered by King's Crowd's proprietary rating technology that helps us to uncover the best founders and stories that you need to hear about before clicking invest. Now, before we get started, we want to thank our sponsor, LawCloud, the premier solution for founders to prepare to raise capital online. Whether you need to file a Form C, a Form 1A, or a subscription agreement, LawCloud provides the lowest cost, easiest to use toolkit for founders to make raising capital online easier than ever. Now, on to today's show. Today, I am joined by Ling Smook, who is the co-founder of Hacker Noon. Um, this is a really, really cool company. I think we all got to know them a few years ago when they had done a crowdfunding round on Start Engine. Um, and at the time, it may have been one of the fastest selling uh, reg CFs that had occurred to date. Um, so it was always an interesting company to me. I had a lot of fun getting to know the team uh, back a few years ago when they had first done their round of funding. Um, and they've made a lot of progress since. So we thought it would be it would make a lot of sense to hop on today and have a conversation with Ling to learn more about uh, where they're at and some of the uh, the major updates that they've had along the way. So Ling, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Chris. Excited to be here. Absolutely. Uh, to kick it off, for those who don't know you, would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself and uh, and your role at Hacker Noon these days? Sure. So my name is Ling Dao Smook. Uh, I'm the COO of Hakanoon, and um, I'm from Hanoi, Vietnam originally. Uh, at the age of 16, I got a full ride to India to join a boarding school with 200 international students from like 100 different countries. Um, I learned English for the first time then, and then um, I went to the U.S., also on a scholarship uh, for four years. I met my husband, David. Uh, randomly on the street of San Francisco in 2016. And later that year, we um, ran Hakanoon. So here I am today. <laughs> wow. Um, that is quite the amazing journey. So actually, Link, if you don't mind, I, I know in our uh, pre-interview here, we, we were talking a little bit about Hakanoon's history um, and that it actually didn't start necessarily as many of us know it today. So mm. can you give us a little bit of background on how Hakanoon kind of came to be and its origin story? Sure, sure. Um, so yeah, we were chatting right before the podcast, and I was hesitant to call myself the co-founder of Hackanoon because technically the company belongs to Artmap Inc., uh, which is the official name. And Artmap Inc. was started by David back when he was still a full-time employee at some other company back in 2012. He was aspiring to create a software company. Uh, their first product was called Mapshot, which is this app that allows you to zoom in to a map um, before iPhone and Google just like allow that functionality to happen. So um, that product obviously didn't work out, but then, you know, the one thing about founders is that they would just keep trying, um, you know, that that distinguishes between a successful and a non-successful founder. It's just that, it's just, they would never not stop trying. So uh, David, you know, after Mapshot wasn't successful, he tried a ton of other things. And one of those successful things was Hackanoon. So I would say, well, for those of you who don't know what Hackanoon is, I probably should uh, mention. 
Uh, Hacker Noon is a tech publication. Uh, we publish content and we also uh, make software. So right now we have uh, about 45,000 writers, uh, millions of uh, readers, and um, all of the content is vetted and edited by a human editor. Um, and our team is very small, just uh, about 18 full-time and part-time employees, and me and David are the majority shareholders um, of Hakanoon. But I say um, Hakanoon was really reborn uh, in 2019, um, you know, a couple of years after it was started, uh, from our equity crowdfunding, which was when we finally found our footing. Um, we moved to our own platform. We built our own software. We built the team that you see it um, today. So, yeah, that's that's our history. <laughs> You, you mentioned 45,000 writers um, at our small, small team. So I know it, it must be crowdsourced writers. Um, yes. So can you talk about what it is that you figured out in 2019 that made this model of kind of crowdsourcing tech media content was powerful and effective? Yeah, you know what? Um, when people think about uh, demand and generating like this kind of traffic, right? They think about exchanging of some kind of value, some kind of money. Uh, what we figure out is that there doesn't necessarily have to be uh, money involved. Uh, people come here for a reason. There has always been a demand for people to talk about their professional career, to talk about their journey, uh, learning how to code or learning you know, to fundraise. For example, we have a lot of founders sharing their stories on Hakunun as well way from the beginning. In fact, one of the founders um, started Start Engine, which we then crowdfunded the company via um, that platform. So really, we found a lot of demand for like just content to be shared uh, from a first person perspective that's not necessarily uh, newsy or, you know, this is what I do. Um, it, it's just more of like a how I do and this is like what I learned. Um, um, and, you know, from, from, from that realization, we just at attract a lot of people, uh, but we also bring into the table a second human editor because a lot of content of the sort of, uh, you know, first person perspective you can find on the internet can be noisy, you know? <laughs> so, so when someone look into it and decide that it's not like the bottom of the barrel, so to speak, then people trust it more. So yeah, Hakanoon is kind of like sitting in between that space of citizen journalism and traditional publishing that, that you would see from like the Forbes or the New York Times of the world. Now, you, you talked about um, also producing software. What does that software look like and how does that kind of work with this tech media play? Yeah, so everything you see on Hackernoon.com is uh, built in-house. So we have a team of uh, five software developers. I mean, you know, before we did uh, the tech layoff that every single tech company seems to have to go through lately in 2023. Uh, we had like a team of 10 uh, and now it's dwindled down to about five. But everything you see uh, is built in-house uh, from our custom uh, content management system to our business database, uh, to our uh, wallet authenticated login, to our backup of our content via the blockchain. Uh, we also use AI uh, within our platform. Um, AI helps detect uh, AI content itself. It also helps uh, writers create uh, uh, images and um, uh, headlines. So yeah, uh, lots of interesting developments. But I would say 
a company cannot be successful if it's dependent or reliant on someone else's platform. That's something that we realized very early on. That's why we did the equity crowdfunding. So the very first thing that we did when we got like that first, you know, check uh, of like $100,000 or something, because equity crowdfunding comes in just installments. Like, you know, we finally successfully raised the maximum amount in the reg CF, but the first check, $100,000 or so went directly to our first software hire. Um, and it paid off, you know, people know that they can trust that when they're on Hakanoon, they don't see pop-up ads, they don't see the influence of some other software company. It's just all in-house. So we can make whatever button decision, whatever integration decision that we think would help our readers and our writers. Since doing the crowdfunding round, can you tell us about some of the major updates and developments you've had as a business? Sure. So 2018, <laughs> we started the round. 2019, we concluded the round. Uh, we built our CMS uh, from that route. Then in 2020, we raised our strategic uh, partnership with Coil for a million dollars, valuing the company. Paul's valuation was $13 million at the time. Uh, and Coil allows writers to earn micropayments by installing um, a little meta tag on the uh, Hakanoon profile. Then after Coil, we were doubling our revenue year after year for uh, actually five years in a row, starting from 2017 all the way to 2021. Um, and then 2022 was the first year that we didn't double our revenue, uh, but we did increase our revenue. So that was something. And that was also like the beginning of all the tech layoff and the, uh, you know, recession that that we see today. Um, and then recently we raised a round of $250,000 from uh, Forward Research, which is the company behind our Weave blockchain, uh, which is yet another integration with a great technology company that we believe in. Um, they help us back up all of Hakanoon content, like all of a billion words or more of it on the blockchain so mm. you know even if Hakanoon went under you know obviously i don't want it to go but who knows um then they still can get access to all of their content uh, via that wallet address um of note is forward research also helps backup meta uh content and backup mirror.xyz content this company that's worth a hundred million dollars so this they're pretty trusted and verified in the web3 blockchain space um, and with this round, a very small uh, investment of 250000 we are now valued at uh, $50 million. Uh, wow, $50 million up from, what was it in the crowdfunding round? It was like six or seven. Nice. So, so <laughs> we, not a bad return for investors. Minimum. Yeah. That's fantastic. And you've been doubling revenues and increasing revenues for, for many years now. Um, talk to me about how you actually monetize this business and make money. Sure. It's it's very simple. We run ads, uh, but the way we run ads is very non-intrusive. We don't have any um, Google ad display or, or any like cookies and, you know, plug in that follow you around the web. Uh, mainly when you go to the site, you see the little yellow banner and that's from our top navigation sponsorships. We also have email sponsorships. We have uh, niche sponsorships. So if people only want to focus on like blockchain or AI um, or anything specific in the tech uh, sector, then we offer that option as well. We also run this campaign. Um, it started a month ago called Startups of the Year and, and the Noonies, which uh, the voting software of which we also built ourselves. 
um, which builds the business database and the voting uh, power of the community, combining them both into this like year long campaign. Um, you know, just like honoring the people of the internet and the startups of the internet. Um, and that one is also uh, from sponsorship as well. So like the people um, who believe in the power of startups, um, they put money behind um, the campaign. Gotcha. So essentially thoughtful sponsorship is yes. the uh, the main driver of revenue here. Yes, we have to be very thoughtful because our community is very savvy, right? Like these are all people interested in like cutting edge technology. So we don't want them to um to to not trust that they can just go to our platform and like be bombarded with I don't know ads about socks or beds you know, <laughs> that they might be interested in but not exactly uh when on Hakanu. So on the business end, do you have a couple of people who are like are full time focused on kind of sponsorship outreach? Yeah. So of our team of about uh eighteen, twenty, we uh, are pretty evenly split between software developers, salespeople, and editorial. Um, so that's really our three main focus. We focus on improving writers' content. We focus on um, sales and development. You know, closing advertising uh, advertising deals, and of course, we build our own software. Got it. I I'm curious to hear from you the advantages of having a publication that is really user generated rather than you know having a traditional editorial staff do you think this is the continued movement away from kind of traditional media do you think this just has its place within the media sector um yeah what, what are your thoughts on that you know the rise of ai lately has really made us question the role of humans right like before chat gpt and everything came into the public consciousness everyone feel kind of safe about being like a white collar worker, right? Like if you have any expertise in any kind of industry, then you're kind of safe, right? Like AI will only replace whatever, like bottom of the barrel jobs, but it's no longer true. Like, you know, with, with this current development of AI, it seems like it might replace the experts. So, you know, with, with that in mind, um, the Hakanoon business model and editorial line has always been, of the people for the people first, because it's whatever the people want, that's what they want to talk about. You know, if they want to talk about it, then their people might want to share it. You know, they bring in their own audience. And um, for for now, for example, <laughs> the focus of the writers has shifted from like Web3 and blockchain a lot in 2021 to like AI in 2023. That's not our editorial, uh, you know, dictating the shift. It's what's the people want. So I think there's a real advantage and just kind of go with the flow, go with what the community uh, tells you to do. Now, of course, don't get me wrong. There's like downside, right? Like you still need that vetting. You still need someone to look into, you know, all of the sea of submissions and say, okay, this is good content and this is just purely promotional stuff that nobody ever going to read, right? So I think we live in that interesting space, like I mentioned earlier, of like, we're not really the traditional publishing, uh, but we also not just like social media, where like everyone and anyone can just publish and post anything, right? Now, this might change um, in the future. I don't know. Like, you know, uh, everybody is just as uncertain as I am, I think, at this point about how... Um, 
tech is going to go, how AI is going to dictate it. But for now, I feel pretty good about uh, the fact that we can just go either way because of our unique um, uh, strategic position in the publishing tech media industry. Yeah. And as you look out, you know, the next two, three, four years, um, you know, is there any specific major developments that you're excited about for uh, for Hacker Noon? Yeah, so uh, we've been very focusing on building a strong business database. Uh, so it starts with our tech company news page. It's a full page where you can see the about description of the company. You can see news about the company around the web. So it's not just news on Hackanoon. Although, like, if they have written on Hackanoon or if people have written on Hackanoon about them, then you'll see that too. You'll see their ranking within our tech company database. Um, and you will see um, whatever that they interested in. Um, so if they have a call to action, such as uh, we're hiring uh, or we're raising rounds, you're going to see that. So mm. they're very interested in further developing that database with um, our new round of startups of the year. So we have 31,000 startups uh, nominated for startups of the year. Uh, a, a percentage of those uh, startups will be interested in this business database as well. And we're going to help customize the tech company news pages for them. So that's one of the things I'm, I'm very excited about. Um, it's basically moving us from just like a place where people are creating content to a place where people can also rank uh, content and rank company. And uh, I think that's, that's just a natural transi transition from like our relationship directly with the writers to our relationship with like companies and, and businesses. You'd also mentioned something about um, content providers potentially being able to kind of like monetize uh, and get micropayments. How did yeah. that work? Yeah. So unfortunately, the partnership with Coil, it was one of our favorite partnerships, but Coil decided to sunset their micropayment mm. um, system uh, earlier this year. So we can't, uh, we can no longer talk about that specific part of it. But yes, people are able to monetize their content on Hackanoon, most notably via um, this thing we call the writing contest. So we we'll partner with um, any company in any niche, uh, such as uh, our, our latest one is with uh, this gaming company called Tatum Games, and it's called the Unity Writing Contest. Any company, um, uh, sorry, any writer that wants to talk specifically about this niche can then just submit a story on Hackanoon uh, with a tag Unity, and then they will enter the writing contest. Mm. Then um, after like a month or three months or six months, however however the duration of the writing contest is, um, the top story, so the one that cre creates the most traction, will then be voted by our own in-house editors. Um, you know, we have like our own little debate on like the the pros and cons and the merits and what have you of this story in particular, and then the best stories will win. So, um, and the money uh, is actually from the, sp the sponsors themselves, uh, mm. each of the contests. So to date, I think uh, writing contests have really uh, risen to the top as one of the our top revenue um, because it really is a win-win-win for everyone. It's a win for the writers. They are motivated to write the best stories possible on the niche. It's a win for the sponsors because they just get their name under like all of these amazing stories. And this is a win for us, obviously, because yeah, well, our interests are always aligned with getting more stories and getting more money. <laughs> yeah, love it. So is Hacker Noon, you know, when you think about some of its kind of core differentiating factors as this tech media business, is it really the community that you've built 
I would say the community is definitely uh, up top. And also the fact that we just such a small, nimble company. I mean, every time I told people or we, you know, like just break the news to someone that guess what? We just like 20 people like we don't have like five heads and like multiple hands to like, you know, click your submission fast enough. People are amazed. I mean, I guess I get it. If you go on LinkedIn and you see like, I don't know, uh, thousands of employees or something, you would think that we're lying. But it's because we have such a big community of writers. And every time they are a writer on Hakanoon, they put it on LinkedIn that they are a writer on Hakanoon. In fact, we encourage them to do that. It looked like we are, were a much bigger company than, than, than we actually are. But I'm kind of proud of that, you know, like being a small company means that you are not easily influenced by outside interests. And really, to date, we take um, almost three millions, not even three millions in outside investment, uh, 50 million valuation. And me and David still own the majority of the company. Um, so um not to say that people shouldn't get VC money or, uh, you know, a large check from like a reputable firm. The main thing is that it has to work, you know, with your vision and it has to work with uh, what what you want. And what we want is to have flexibility, small team uh, ability to just like you asked one of the questions earlier, like, you know, w what do we do with the future? We don't know. But you know what? We can make choices. We can make changes because um, the future is in our hand and it's not in someone else's. And and what is your, uh, not lifestyle-wise, but vision-wise for Hacker Noon? Like what, you know, when you think about what you want people to remember Hacker Noon as and, you know, even 50, 100 years, what, what do you want Hacker Noon to be? I think, you know, uh, both David and myself are not like, outrageously delusional people like we are not thinking oh this is gonna be the company that will change the course of history right like it's just right off the bat we're not those kind of people at the same time you have to be slightly delusional to like run a startup you know for this long so i think i would say our vision and like the best case ideal scenario would be this company which is run like forever uh, even after David and myself uh, um, uh, no longer with the company, we'll still continue to support the little guys, you know, the people with the stories, but they just don't either don't want to bother creating their own content publishing platform or don't want to rely on someone uh, big and like can just take your content away um, or work for like a, a publication and, you know, have to pay by the hours. I don't know. Uh, I just want it to be a sustainable company with or without the people founding it. I love that. And I think that's a, a really valued outlook in this environment, especially. I think people are, are starting to go like, oh, wait a second. <laughs> it's good to build a sustainable business. There's a lot of value to that. You know, uh, Reckless is like one of our aspiring business and it has like all of what, like 50 employees or whatever. Oh, and it's crazy. And going forever. Um, you know, you don't have to be this super high growth industry changing you know, <laughs> discourse shifting company in order to make an impact in the world. Like, for example, we help one of our developers buy his first house. That's amazing. <laughs> you know, like it's from the paycheck of Hakanoon, like somebody actually could create and build a home. That's beautiful. Like that's, that's what we want. It's just the 20 people that are working with us, they're relying on us for, you know, their day to day. And then the community of writers can trust us to be the place to read and to write. Like that's 
great for us. I love it. So for those who are listening, um, if they're interested in becoming a writer and writing about the things they're interested in in the tech space, um, how do they go about that process? What does that look like? Yeah, so it's very easy. You just go on hackanoon.com and click start writing and you'll be taken through like a pretty simple, I think, two or three step onboarding process. You have to choose your name <laughs> and then you create your profile. I mean, it's 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 pretty simple once you get on the site. Uh, the main thing is that you have to have a story to tell, right? Like if you are just a reader, you don't even have to create a profile to be able to join our community. But if you want to write your own story, then you have to create a, a profile, submit your first story. Uh, we also have uh, provided a lot of templates for aspiring writers who like don't know what to write about. Uh, you can also go that route. Then once you're there, wait about one or two days uh, for your submission to get to one of our in-house editors and then voila, off you go. Wonderful. Well, Ling, thank you so much for your time today. Congrats on all the success since your crowdfunding round a few years back. Uh, glad to hear that the business is continuing to push forward. Um, and sounds like it's getting to a really good place. So that that's certainly not an easy thing to do, especially in this environment. Um, so congrats to you and the entire team on all that you've been able to accomplish. Thanks a lot, Chris. Thanks so much for listening to the show. If you want to use the same tools I do to find amazing founders like the ones I have on the show to power your investment decisions, you can head on over to kingscrowd.com backslash startups to try out our Edge Pro Toolkit for 30 days free.